Euphoria. It's going to be like Noah's Ark, and I'm going to be Noah. Noah's Ark? Why? <laughs> I have dreams like that all the time. Everybody does. Get the name. Hey, everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And this week on another exciting edition of the non canonical adventures of JD and Randy, we check out the 1984 film from John Binder, Euphoria, starring Fred Ward. And Henry Dean Stanton. Yes, and Henry Dean Stanton. Randy's favorite canon. Cindy Williams in Tagline, a down-home comedy that's out of this world. Yeah, so Randy, um, this is kind of a difficult movie to describe, but maybe if you can describe it in two sentences, you can get it through. Get us through this. A a small-time grifter and con man comes into a town... Falls in love, and alongside his con man uh, friend, starts a cult. Because because uh, the, the girlfriend because yeah. the girlfriend has a dream about a, a spaceship. Yeah, so it's a that's more or less what happens. But um, now JD's going to elaborate a little further because I was just like, oh crap, I, I I didn't think to actually say it. Because the movie is a bit difficult to describe. Uh, so before we he describes, let me let me talk to you about. The marketing and production and release history of this film. Euphoria, right now, folks, we watched in a VHS rip Mm -hmm. on YouTube because it's never been re-released outside of one time on VHS. It's never been on DVD, never been on Blu-ray. It was filmed and completed in 1980, sold from one studio to another because... The movie is almost unmarketable. Yeah. And it came out in theaters in about 1984-ish. 84-85-ish. in home video in 1987-ish. Yes. And that was it. That's the last the movie's ever been seen. And it, was, and it aired one time on cable in 1986. Yeah. That's how obscure this movie is. And the reasoning for it, from what I can gather, is that this movie contains a hell of a lot of country music, a lot of it from Waylon Jennings. Yeah, a um, lot of country music in this movie. Yeah, and it's that they had rights issues apparently, reclearing them later on in life, so they just never bothered. Yeah, and it's, one it's, of those movies. it's ultimately ended up just being a forgotten movie. So now, JD, that I've said all that, that is unmarketable mm-hmm. because it is unmarketable. It's a hard movie to talk about. Yeah, even though you mentioned what the general plot of the movie is, it doesn't really do justice to what happens in the movie. Like- like let me just like oh I have an even better descriptor of it without reading it from uh, from Wikipedia and IMDb from mm. and I hate to use these this word and a chat bot mm. who summarized it in two sentences. Euphoria is a sci-fi comedy about a drifter who falls in love with a supermarket clerk who believes in UFOs and has a vision of a coming spaceship. Together with his con man friend who can heal people for some reason, they start a cult around her prophecy and face various challenges. Mm. So our main character is played by Fred Ward, Sheldon. Sheldon. And what he does is he is a sort of con man who helps his friend in his, uh, one of those... uh, Brother Bud Sanders. One of those types of... Who is a faith healer. Yeah, one of those uh, types. A traveling faith healer who also uh, coincidentally deals in stolen cars that Bud and his buddy... uh, Yeah, he's basically dealing in shady stuff. So Emil go and steal from Vegas. Yeah, and he ends up falling in love with our main character, uh, woman Cindy, who ends up Arlene. Being, yeah, Cindy Williams played Cindy playing Arlene, Williams, uh, who ends up being um, kind of his opposite in that 
she believes in well a she lot believes of things. in things she believes in things. things he doesn't where, believe where in he anything. doesn't believe in a thing yeah. the only thing he believes in is her and that's to sell her yeah and uh, a lot of that is pretty much the point of the movie is uh forms of belief and believing in things and people and yes even his friend there emil is also his opposite in that he believes in everything as well no, no, he believe he believes in some things, but then you get Toby, who mm. just gave, who lives in a pyramid out in the desert with his his girlfriend and wife, who I can believe in everything. It's very easy. Just mm-hmm. have nothing going on in your head. Yeah. Also, he named his child Christian Jesus. Yes, for some reason. Uh, that's that's a lot of the movie. Is a lot of the the back and very forth weird. On, it's about about a lot of back and forth on belief, and it's a lot of really weird style humor, like. Randy had to tell me this movie was made in 1980 because I would not have guessed it by watching it. It feels a little bit of ahead of its time and what it's about and how it goes about doing what it does. As the closest thing I can compare to would have been Repo Man, which we've already covered. Yeah, it's similar toned as that. As that's sort of a tone to the movie where it feels like more of a late 80s thing. So like that's why I originally thought it was like 1987, like when it came out on VHS. Okay, it's one of those types of movies, but no... Actually, it's much older than that. And, and, and the reason why on. the AI goes, who's con man friend who can heal for some reason, it's mm. because we're talking about belief and he's talking about a that's, sequence in the film where, the movie, yeah. where he's like, I've done this five times. That guy has come every yeah. single time and he has a legitimately withered arm. Today is the first day he's been able to lift it up and use it. It's mm-hmm. like, that's belief. That's a placebo effect. Mm. He's doing it himself. It's the power of himself. Or is it? Or is it? That's yeah. part of the whole deal with the movie. And... There isn't, like, any sort of, like, well, uh, like, a final message about the sort of thing. It's more just, like, these are the different forms of belief and where it can lead you, especially if you go down the wrong road, which that's how it bites them in the ass in the end of the movie. And it ends up also, um, the whole prophecy thing ends up tying into how they behave and what they do and don't believe, which is a sort of, like, destiny thing, which also is brought up several times. So the movie is very... It's not really a romantic comedy. It's not really a comedy at all. There's comedic moments and characters. It's not, and it's not really a sci-fi comedy. Not really that either. Uh, Wikipedia, for some reason, calls it a Western sci-fi, but it's not. Not really that either. Uh, like like we said, it's very, very unmarketable. Like, it's very hard to, to nail down exactly yeah. what I mentioned the movie when is. when we were watching it, it's a lot like Roadhouse 66 and that it has all these elements of these other genres, but it doesn't really fall into any of those genres. It's like, basically, the only thing I could think of is that it's as uh, it's it's ostensibly a comedy. Kind and of, that's yeah. about it. That's the only thing you can really kind of nail down on right. it. And there is a romantic comedy element to it, but mm. not really. But also, there is. But eh. It's not like... Uh, like I said, the 1980, so it's a lot before a lot of those genres came in. So it's not like Surrender, which was so obviously a romantic comedy, because it has very certain uh, tropes and ideas it puts forth. This There's romance in the movie, it's important to the story, but it's not exactly the centerpiece of everything going on, including with the two different characters. And most importantly, J.D., the plot keywords in uh, IMDb, mm-hmm. the best one of all time. Mm-hmm. The most important one. Yeah. Praying on a toilet. Okay. That's the most important keyword. Apparently that it is. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm That's not reading anything because the other ones are just general ones, but they literally have a keyword for praying 
on a toilet. I can't imagine that's the sort of person who is looking through these tabs saying, you know what I want to watch today? A movie where somebody prays on a toilet. I need that specific thing to happen in the movie I'm watching today. But that's IMDb for you. Yeah, but it also has Universal Studios and Universal Pictures and Fox and Universal. So it's like, yeah, we, we know. We, we this is, so, IMDb is a trash site sometimes. So that's the general gist of the movie. It's a really hard one to describe. So we should probably just go into the general thoughts on the movie, Randy. What is your Or actually, thoughts? wait, how about I just read the one quote IMDb has because mm-hmm. this is the most random quote you can have in the movie. And I think it's gonna, you're going to hear it in the trailer before or after this film. Mm-hmm. Oi, Toby, there's a spaceship coming, and it's going to be like Noah, and I'm going to be Noah. I, I'm saying it like that because it starts off as Oi, Toby. Which is a... Uh, Oi, Toby. It's not like, exactly it's, the first quote I would have thought of in regards to this movie, but okay. Yeah, it, it's a weird one. Um, so the movie is quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me, in a sense, of like early 2000s independent Fox Searchlight type of films. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been more at home in, like, that type of a release. Yeah. Like, like kind of like a... Uh... So it does not feel like a movie was made in 19... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like an 80s film. Um, it doesn't feel part of its time, so I can see why it was hard to But market. also, it's quirky, but it's also not quirky to the extent of the other films. I was just saying they're there from the early 2000s. It's not a Little Miss Sunshine or a uh, Sunny Day it's Cleaners. It's not Wes Anderson. It's not Wes Anderson. It's not Twee. No. But it is very country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has that sort of feel like, like again, Roadhouse 66 had that sort of country style feel to it as well and, I and guess outside of movies. the main mm-hmm. characters there the, the and everybody else isn't really that memorable not particularly except for like I said toby is kind of memorable but i kept confusing him with emil because they have kind of the same look yeah, uh, kind of similar though they, i guess their difference is kind of important to the way the movie works yeah because one, uh, one is more like a granola um one of the men's saving our main characters uh bacon yeah like but, but yeah one of them is, is more granola um mm-hmm. Hippie type, hippie dippy new age type of person, which like mm-hmm. I said, he names his child Christian Jesus. The other one's kind of a little bit more of a of a uh, born again Christian, but not. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he has more faith, so it's like okay. Mm-hmm. But there's similar characters, similar haircuts. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little confusing. But like I said, really background characters aren't. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's oh, mostly oh, just them and uh, Harry Dean Stanton's character are the the most prominent ones. Harry Dean of our Stanton main and Fred Ward like chew the mm-hmm. scenery. They yeah. they are very charismatic when watching it. Yeah. Um, and and Cindy Williams, yes, she yeah. she works for this movie. Yes, because she definitely makes you believe that whether what she believes is real or not, that she actually believes it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's mm-hmm. that she believes it. And is... and uh, to talk about quickly about the ending of the film, it's like mm-hmm. it literally snowballs in such a way that it kind of mm-hmm. goes into the comedy aspect of like, oh no, she she got mad at him because they're trying to fleece people, so she tells on them to the cops that there's a. That they they stolen cars, and then when they they come to them, it's it's on the night where where she she's talking herself out. It's like, oh no, I'm just crazy. There's no there's no UFO. Let me let me go tell them not to do it. And then they get there. Everybody's waiting there, mm-hmm. and the cops come and to arrest everybody for stealing cars. Yeah. And it's kind of it gets all kind of like like slapsticky as they're running away and and crazy. Inadvertently, she ended up predicting all the events of the movie by her having her vision at the beginning. And, and then, yeah, that literally, it predicts all the moments of the movie, everything that came in front of mm-hmm. it. So she was, uh, she she did see have a vision. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then she goes, yeah, really, it's like, I, yeah, I had a vision, but ah, there's no UFO coming. Yeah. And then, spoiler for the ending for a movie that is super obscure and you're never going to find, except for on YouTube, a freaking yeah. UFO literally shows up and takes away the two of them. Yeah, <laughs> because, like I said, it all... 
it all uh, leads up to the vision that she was prophesying at the beginning ended up making everything in the movie happen, more or less, because she spread it on. Sort of like a prophetic dream. I was going to say, is it more like a, 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 a bootstrap paradox? It's like it has to, all these things have to happen. She's having the dream well, because she because they have to happen, but they're not going to happen So the, unless she has the dream. It works with the, th- the whole theme of belief, because some of them believe, some of them didn't. They ended up making the belief happen, all of them together. So it ends up wrapping around on itself. And then, like we said, like Repo Man, suddenly there's a spaceship and it's yeah. ending and they're flying away <laughs> to a song about euphoria. Pretty much, actually. It's... It, uh, it's really bizarre how similar it is to that movie. <laughs> you know, that one's more of a, a comedy than this one really is. But this... it's, like, it's like this was filmed before it mm-hmm. released after it? Might have been, yeah. Yeah. This, like I guess, when he told me it was made in 1980, I had to double take. Double Literally, it they finished like production in 1980 and then it sat on the shelf for four years. This doesn't feel like a movie they would have made back then. And then it had a wider release in 85. And like I said, it had like a cable viewing in 86. And then it finally had a its lone, re, not even retail, just video release Took in 87. Seven years. And then never released again. All because of music rights, seemingly. Seemingly. Well, like I said, seven years to come out, and probably when it came out, people didn't wouldn't have been able to guess it was a seven year old movie because it was really not of its time. And it had Fred Ward, you know, Remo Williams, uh, Tremors. It was the, I think it came out the year before both of those movies came out. So yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been able to tell then. So yeah, um, the general gist of the movie is it's not something you would expect, especially from this era. And overall, um, interesting watch. Yeah, it's it's like the one word that just keeps coming back is quirky. Mm. This film is super quirky, and I apologize Not quirky, for the TM. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I apologize for the beeping. My neighbor's working yeah, on their house. Always happens every now and then. Yeah, it's it's like quirky in just like a natural way that this whole concept uh, would work out because, like I said, it's a movie based on faith and belief and you have characters who do characters who don't to different shades and they have to clash with each other so and then they form a cult because he sells her so well it's like i don't believe in anything but i believe in her if she was telling us that we were going to hell in a handbasket i'd be meeting you there yeah yeah there's a lot of that in this movie also, the the country soundtrack's pretty good, even though it's probably what held it, it, it back yeah. on release. Yeah, it's still pretty all good. the Whalen Jennings stuff is pretty good, yeah. yeah. Overall, yeah. So, what should we start with, Randy? Uh, highlights Let, or lowlights? Let's start with, um, because I don't know where I would go with it, What what is your <laughs> lowlight of this film? General lowlights of... Euphoria. Euphoria, starring Fred Ward, Henry Dean Stanton. Is it well, Henry Dean Stanton or Henry? Henry Dean Stanton. Really and and Cynthia much. Williams, yes. Well, well, because Henry and Harry the, are actually similar names. Well, and, the, and the, easy, the easy cop-out to this, but I'm going to mention regardless, is just like, I hate the fact that we watched this on a VHS rip because I would have liked to be able to see it better and hear it better. And there was a lot of fuzz in this movie. Oh, and God. It, it kind the, of distracted um, a bit. It kind of, it kind of really distracted a bit. The fact that, like I said... Um, I like the, these older movies where we watched them like in like on DVD or Blu-ray because they have sharper picture and it's less distracting. Same thing with the sound. And in this movie, it kind of felt like the sound is kind of more necessary because there's a lot. Because the, the dialogue is more more necessary. Yeah. And the sound effects because there's several. Remember the mm-hmm. yes. that happens a lot in the movie. And 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 to top it all off, because it's a 1987 a rip. It's a rip of a 1987 video. Mm-hmm. It's made for. 
four by three yeah, it's also pan, and, pan scan. and scan so we're not getting the actual widescreen mm-hmm. visuals so it's like although i doubt that would help it that much but no not really not the intended vision of john binder and the, yeah I, I i can kind of agree with that but that is kind yeah. of a cop-out it is kind yeah. of a cop-out but it's it would it would legitimately be the worst part of watching the movie was that um i would say that maybe like a low light of the film is that it's it's not the most exciting. No, it's not really exciting. It's more interesting than it is is exciting mm. or or compelling. It's just like interesting and quirky. It's it is, a fun it's watch. It's a fun watch, but it's not an mm. exciting or like I said or overall. Uh, mm. It's not like an in depth like drama or like a laugh out loud comedy or like an action packed science fiction flick or whatever. It's just a pleasant movie where some interesting stuff happens. Yeah, and that's kind of it, and and, mm. and it's not like one of our, our many things that we always complain about, where it's like, oh, it's just a series of uh, no, vignettes. It's, and it's like, story. no, there's a story that's going on. It's just that, like it's I said, it's not a, it's not like rushing to get there or anything. It's just pacing is is a little bit leisurely, but if it's meant mm. to be kind of like the town they live in, then okay, that's the choice they're making. That no, it's just the life they lead is very slow, it's and very, very laid back, and very. It works for the for the the movie. It's telling the slower uh, pace, yeah. It's a, it doesn't feel like seventies pacing or anything like that. It's just no, no. It's it's like it's a little bit. It's loose. an hour and thirty five minutes. It's not. It doesn't feel that bad. Uh, no. Directing was just a little bit uninspired. It was a little mm. bit TV ish in it. Not not the original Ninja movie bad like TV movie quality. No. But but it's shot like that. It's, it's shot almost like a, using a modern thing of a Kevin Smith put the camera there and mm. don't do anything dynamic with the shots. Though that might have been the most thing that probably dated it from being nineteen eighty because this is before a lot of those really intensive movies came out in the genre which would be like a year or two after this was made like even by the time we got to repo man there was a lot of shots in that one that were really really interesting and uh in depth this one is just kind of incidental to the way this movie is about like the whole ufo at the end is kind of incidental to the rest of the movie you know it is important it's not it doesn't really hinge on the rest of the effects or the camera work so it just kind of feels more typical, and that's kind of works for the type of movie it is. Like it's supposed to be more down to earth, straightforward. Like it doesn't feel, like we said before. It doesn't feel quirky because it was not really like quirky movie like they are known as now. It's not a it's not a Zoe Deschanel uh, no, hipster esh like uh, like uh, uh, quirkiness type of thing. No, no, not like that. It's it it like it's a very specific thing that really could have only been made when it was made and it's hard to describe because you kind of have to see it to know what we're talking about it's a very specific style that could only have been made in 1980 highlights um of the Mm. film it's like this is a little bit easier to say it's Mm. like and it's like this feels like a cop-out performances it's like uh yeah Cindy Williams. This wouldn't work if the performances weren't. That's it. Yeah, it's like if if, if one of the like even though like all the incidental characters were mm. weren't that interesting, but They're good. Your, your main ones like but Cindy yeah, Williams, Harry, Harry Dean Stanton, mm-hmm. Fred Ward, and uh, the likes of Robert Gray as Emil and Daryl Larson as Toby, they were interesting to watch. They yeah. were their their performances were great, mm-hmm. not understated, not over the top. I said Harry Dean Stanton tore mm. through the scenery, but not like to an extreme. Mm. This is more Paris, Texas, Harry Dean Stanton. Like I'm just ta- I'm, I'm talking like Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. and I'm just I'm here to, to deliver my lines and with a little bit more passion. I'm a little bit more scuzzy than you think about. Yeah, yeah. The, the performances are definitely the highlight because 
it, like we said before, like the way this movie works, if the performances don't work, it doesn't really matter how the rest of the movie works. It's just you're not going to get engaged at all. And because the actors were as good as they were, they managed to hold attention through the whole movie, even like when the pacing is a bit slower. And the, and the soundtrack, it's like the soundtrack is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's just this, that... It's very suiting, too. Yeah, it does suit it. It's like, but the fact that that's what seemingly is keeping it from being it's released and releasing and hitting a wider audience... Uh, that's a shame, because I think this one would probably have more of a cult following if it was more well-known. Because this is legitimately, I would call a cult movie. Like, not just like... This is a good movie people haven't seen. Not only is whatever. this movie about a cult, it's, it's also a movie it that... Yeah. It feels like an actual cult movie, like people would really like if they knew it existed. And I think probably the fact that it's been held back to VHS and one release over 30 years ago has really held it back in that regard. I'm, I'm even surprised we knew enough about this one to... To choose to watch it yeah you're the one that chose this and i looked like okay i thought it was weird that i've even found this movie to be honest i don't even know where i heard where i might have heard about it from this is not exactly well known or talked about so just mm-hmm. to give you an idea it's like the rip that we watched it on yeah i think we watched it on this one here probably um only, was only put up a year ago, so this isn't the one we have. We we, we watched a different rip up this one here. Oh, definitely, because we've had this one in the back pocket for a while. Yeah. Uh. So, well, one random one here is um, one thousand nine hundred views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the version we watch. I'm tr- I'm trying to do it without activating the thing and getting it loud. Um, yeah, because that's uh. That's happened before. Because I'm doing it on my phone. It's not exactly the most pleasant thing, but yeah. But let me go to my Canon playlist. Yeah. Um, okay, so the version we, we watched has been up for four years and has 19,000 views. That's still not a lot. That's still not a lot. So no. it's like, people are watching this when they can find it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably amongst many different films. Like yeah. many vision versions that have been uploaded to you, to YouTube or mm-hmm. Vimeo or other sites. Yeah. So... But it's not a widely known film. And even when I was searching for it, the first thing that comes back now, because of modern SEO, they go, did you mm-hmm. mean Euphoria, the HBO series starring yeah. uh, What's-Her-Name and What's-Her-Name? Yeah, it's going to it's gonna do that now because the, the term isn't exactly unknown these days. And then it, and or it went, are you talking about Euphoria, the video game for the NES? <laughs> There's that too because it's, I think it's almost spelled the same way too. Yeah, I think the the, the yeah. game is Euphoria. O O U R. Yeah, because you play as four characters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, overall, this is a a unique movie. Not like many you're gonna see. I don't think. It kind of stands a bit on its own, and it's a fun and interesting watch. Not the the greatest thing we've ever watched on Cannon Cruisers or anything, but it's definitely worth seeing. And I'm glad we we finally got to see it. Yeah, it's like I felt like this was one of the ones that we were putting off, even though it's been sitting in my playlist for like mm-hmm. like three years. <laughs> well, maybe that's why so a lot of people haven't seen it in the same thing. So just like put off, put it off and just like watch this movie. I mean, why not? So what would you rate this one, Randy? I like that you're putting it on me. I'm going to rate it a three out of five. I knew you were going to put a three. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. It's, 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 it's because for all of its, its um, mm-hmm. positives, it's like it isn't a very exciting or interesting or i'm sorry no exciting or funny no movie uh it's just kind of unique and that's it's, it's unique yeah it like i said it's an interesting film mm-hmm. 
Does it does it make it a great film? No, it's not great. It's just an f- interesting movie that's fun to watch. And yeah, it's like I enjoyed it. It's like it's like it's honestly it's like if there was a was a release of it that was a legitimate release, I go I'd probably grab a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Not just because if it's been so hard to find, but it's like yeah, it's like it's it's not for me to say. It's like I do recommend that you watch this mm-hmm. film. But it's not going to blow anybody's mind. It's not going to rock anybody's world. No, You're not going to go walk out into the desert and wait for the spaceship to come get you and take you away. Yeah. It's it's just a you perfectly just, fine, have a good time. perfectly fine uh, Thursday afternoon film. Yeah, and I think we'll leave it at that one. Just enjoyable. Go see it if you can. As you can tell by how excited we are, mm-hmm. it's like, like that where we're like, oh, we're not really the super. Hyped. It was fine. It was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we watched it. And that's really all I can say about it. If the movie sounds good to you, definitely seek it out and watch it. It's worth seeing. Yeah, and it's very, oddly enough, easy to find because there are multiple Mm. copies on YouTube, apparently. And that's all we really got to say about this one, everybody. So we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise to the Canon Catalog. Goodbye. Goodbye. Euphoria. It's going to be like Noah's Ark and I'm going to be Noah. Noah's Ark, why? <laughs> I have dreams like that all the time. Everybody does. Get the net, boys.